I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah. I know I'll make you want to leave the one you're with, but I ain't Usher Raymond. I'm the kid that they rush to blaming, that they crush to claiming, who can make them blush the same. And when they ask him, what's my name? They yell at F-A-B-O. You shouldn't even bother my direction unless she handcuffed with an order of protection. Yeah. I'm talking reckless now because I'm the reason that your girlfriends are your exes now, nigga. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is a Monday, early Monday for us. Yes, it is. It's 6.30 in the motherfucking Eastern time. Yes, it is, sir. Would have started at 5.30, but I had to take a, another one of these fever naps. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm almost not- done, though. I, like, yeah. I slept less today than I have every other day since i got sick so you know what yes you have because there's been days where i want to shake you to be sure you're gonna be all right yeah i was sleeping like 10 12 hours oh sometimes over that a day and right of those days. right i'd be like do, do i need to to shake him a little bit to be sure he's still breathing i mean i read the instructions it was like rest and don't use your voice so i'm just trying to get back to 100 percent. it's still not 100 percent. uh ironically this is about as loud as i can sound right now but you sound a whole lot better than you did. And it was probably the best thing because I think the strep throat turned to like a semi-cold. And so, you know, a lot of the medications, unless you specifically say no drowsy, it's designed to put your ass out. So when you take it, you might as well be prepared to sleep. Well, uh, as always on the Blackout Tips here, uh, we have a lot of different stuff to talk about. Um, you can find us at theblackouttips.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Podomatic, all that stuff. Just put the blackout tips in there. We'll come up and we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. Uh, it keeps the show going. Uh, you can uh, become a premium member. Mm-hmm. Just sign up. Just search the blackout. Uh, just go to the blackouttips.com slash premium. Yeah. You, and it'll walk you through it. You just put out a, a premium show. Yep. Just put out a new premium episode. Uh, where I talked to my girl, Monica, uh, aka Monica is liberal on Twitter. Uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff, man, and uh, it was fun. Um, she's a very funny person, very honest person, and uh, we had we talked about uh, the president, ironically, and the powers that he has and the way he's viewed and critiquing him, which is a big thing going on right now on social media. We talked about immigration. We talked about her personal like dating life. We talked about um, so much stuff, man. It was it was just very fun. I think people are going to enjoy that conversation. Um, you can also go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave us five-star reviews. And if you do that, we'll read them on the show regardless of content. Um, as long as they're what, Karen? Five stars. Five stars. Those are the only ones we read. So if it's less than five stars, we won't read it. Mm-mm. Don't even waste your time typing it up. Yep. If it is five stars and it's telling us how terrible we are we'll still read it we don't care we'll mm-hmm. we'll read it for you you'll know that it was it was read and understood and listened to and you can be uh you know you can you can hear it for yourself um don't forget also um <clears throat> you can do stuff like go to our sponsor tweaked.io.com code tbgwt gets you 33 percent off of a, hair, a pair of headphones they come with a lifetime guarantee they come with free shipping there's really no reason you shouldn't do this. Like, you should have done it already. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Someone's birthday is coming up. Do it again. You're getting ready for Christmas for people. Do it again. No one is going to turn down the best and last headphones they will ever own for the rest of their life. Right. And 
from from the testimonials people have been given, like people have been using that warranty and they've been good to go. They'll send it within a few days, no questions asked. They're like, hey, we we will do what we said we would do. And for a lot of people, they buy multiple ones. Hey, if this one break, I can always replace it. You know, you might have one that you use at home and one that you use at work and one that you use when you're in the studio or, you know, so buy multiple ones. Uh, and they come from all uh, shape, sizes, and colors, guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate the people that take the time out to do it because I know a lot of people, um, that's one way that they support the show. Mm-hmm. And um, you also get something out of it. So, you know, you can feel pretty uh, pretty good about that, man. Um <clears throat> A lot of news coming out of uh, Ferguson right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Did I say the official weapon of the show? The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff coming out of Ferguson. And I got to say, guys, um, I didn't, you know, we here at the Blackout Test, we don't like to get too deep into the political waters. Um, definitely not trying to rile people up. I like for people to come here as like a safe place and like a haven where we can all have a good time and laugh and keep it mostly comedy. But, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, just thinking about it, I, I got to take the bold stance of saying, uh, I don't think the Ferguson police department is very good I, there. I said it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, you know, uh, we might lose some listeners. And, uh, you know, some, some people might not be coming back. Um, a lot of people, uh, probably, uh, very upset with the show, might lose some premium subscribers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of dicks, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think that they, they showed, uh, the world that they're very incompetent in what they do. And. No, no, gosh darn it. No, I'll take it further than that. I'll say downright assholes. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we understand all officers not like that. Yada yada yada. But as a whole, from what I've seen, it, it they have just showed that they just need somebody just needs to go in and just clean house, um, because a lot of the issues and a lot of the problems and a lot of the <coughs> the quote unquote riots and a lot of that stuff started with the police because they didn't come in wanting to be peaceful. They didn't come in trying to just uh, monitor the protesters. They came in literally ready for war. And then they went outside and got other people that, that they're all they're trained to do is to be combative, combative. Mm-hmm. And they brought these people in and they're coming in. And me and Roger was watching TV last night. Well, the I don't think the National Guard was there yet. Oh, they, the National Guard there now? No, that was the police that did oh, that shit. Like the, yeah, the shit we seen last night. Yeah, that was the police. They they didn't call the National Guard until to like uh, the governor called the state National Guard in early this morning. So yeah, that last night the police said that Molotov cocktails were thrown at them, and they said that uh, they were um, you know uh, had shot at and. Uh, I saw a couple of journalists on Twitter that kind of reported that they heard shots. I didn't see a lot of them. Uh, so it probably was a small group of people. But mm-hmm. whatever it was, they marched on the crowds before the curfew was even enacted. Right. Got them out of there. Uh, you know, babies in the crowd, the grandmothers in the crowd. Like tear gas at them. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah. And it, it didn't literally look like they 
basically came to take over the city they was like riding on tanks up high shooting tear gas and it was it was surreal to watch it on my tv and it was one of those things where i can't speak for nobody else i'm like god damn do i really live in is this really it's, a, it's almost like you like am i watching something that happened overseas you like i cannot believe here in the united states that you do this shit but yet you tell people that they're free and you tell people that they could do what they like and you tell people they have the right to assemble and you tell people that they have the right to protest is it as long as they're the right color is it as long as you don't quote unquote feel threatened is it you know is it as long as you feel like that that whatever they're protesting is justified in your mind and it's just one of those things where i think my i purposely think a lot of it was started by the police, a lot of lot of it. Now, I'm not trying to say that there were not people in the crowd that did things. I'm well, not. Well, you know what it is. Man. At all. You know what though? It doesn't matter. If, to me, it really don't. Um, I I do think people probably did some stuff. I don't. I didn't see a single Molotov cocktail or whatever. But there's a picture going around on Twitter. That's a dude that uh, has like a flag, like thing on him, and it looks like he's throwing either something at the police or something back at the police. That looks like a Molotov cocktail or incendiary advice or whatever. Um, I have no doubt that it's happening. The problem is when you have a hammer, every problem is a nail. Right. And so many of these small police departments in the wake of 9-11 and Homeland, uh, uh, the Homeland uh, Department where we're all of a sudden we're like, all right, guys, um, we we got we got this terrorism shit that's hitting America. Everyone got paranoid. Uh, we have surplus equipment from all these wars with Iraq and shit. Mm-hmm. Let's sell it to our local police departments. And Ferguson, fucking Missouri, doesn't need anti-terrorist weapons. They don't have anti-terrorist training. And after a while, you have that shit. You get the itching to use it. And everything starts looking like fucking terrorism. And now they're going to war with the citizens they're supposed to protect. Right. This, you know, this, they don't even, a lot of these officers don't even live in the place that mm-hmm. they're supposed to be at. I remember we talked about, I want to say last week, but the the police chief in Charlotte had a thing where he was like, every officer has to get out of their car and walk for a couple hours a day through the neighborhoods that they patrol. And I said, it's not so that <clears throat> we get to trust police officers. It's so police officers can get to trust us because there's no actual relationship between us and the police. And that's the kind of thing that enables you to not have the empathy required to go, I'm not going to shoot tear gas at somebody. Like, I, you know, um, and far be it from me to be like, you know, um, to make it sound like I'm just some revolutionary, but I would not belay that order. Like, if, I, if they told me as a police officer my job tonight was to come in and shoot rubber bullets, uh, tear gas, wear SWAT, SWAT team shit, uh, drive a tank or some type of armored vehicle through neighborhoods, uh, force people inside the houses, I'm not coming to work. Fuck you. I don't need this job that bad. I find another way to pay my bills. I don't have the moral conscious like the lack of moral conscience to do that man like there has to be some empathy there and the fact that there is none tells you everything about the entire affair yeah that and it's it's just like you say it's not a relationship and a lot of the officers live outside of the city they don't actually live in the city they don't get to know the people they're not part of the uh community and that makes a difference when 
instead of saying, hey, I know that's John or Sam or Tyrone or whoever it is. You, 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 you're, you're a stranger to me, but I'm supposed to serve and protect you. Right. But in my mind, I don't really know you, you know, versus if I knew that, okay, you're a mother, you have five kids, three kids, no kids, or you off to college. The relationship dynamic is very different. You know, if, if we've, you know, had a conversation about even bullshit, but for the fact that we've talked and we've got to know each other and things like that, I know what the officer looks like. The officer knows what I look like, um, makes a difference and it tails down the walls of fear on both <coughs> sides. And I think it's a wall of fear from the officers and it's a wall of fear from the community. And the thing is, the thing is y'all came ready for war on people who, my thing is this, uh, who gives a fuck if they threw a collar top mocktail at you? Mo- mocktail, whatever the fuck that is. I'm probably tanned it up. Molotov cocktail? Molotov cocktail. Um, you're coming in with tanks. You're coming in with gas masks. Like like you you coming up with tanks. <laughs> I am, ain't I? Um but the people that you're uh going against, they they are not equipped like this. They they are not equipped to the same level for a war. So this is a one sided war in my opinion, which is very, very dumb to me. Mm. Um yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like that because they have the equipment, that's why they're doing a lot of this shit. Right. You know, um, that's part of the answer to this. They shouldn't have never sold that shit to these police departments. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, violate, they, there's just a disrespect. Like they don't have any, um, respect for the law that they're supposed to uphold, you know, which is very funny because, we get all these people telling black people, hey, trust in the law, trust in the system. Don't resist arrest. Just do as they, you're instructed to do. Don't give them a reason to do anything to you. But this is the same law that the police think they're above. This is the same system that they don't trust. This is the same system that they refuse to cooperate with and have transparency. If they trust so fucking much in the law, why wouldn't they release the autopsy report of their own? They still haven't released theirs. Mm-hmm. Why, <clears throat> you know, why is the, why didn't they release the officer's name right away? You know, they trust in the system, right? The justice system that will protect them. No, they don't really trust in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a handicap that we're supposed to bow down to and they're not going to. You know, um, I get why it's frustrating. I get why people are upset about it because it is upsetting, you know. Yes, and then it's one of those things where people begin to question the system. What are you hiding? Why is it taking so long? That's what people are getting upset about. Why is this taking so long? We, you know, situations like this have happened in the past, and it did not take this long for officers' names to come out. It did not take this long for you to get an autopsy. It did not take this long for all this information to come out. And then the information that you are given completely contradicts a lot of the things that are out in the public. So people are going, what are you trying to hide? You know, you're lying. Like they said, he was in the, he, 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 um, the EMS took him off. He was like, nope, he rolled off an SUV. <coughs> there was none ever on the scene. It's like, why do you have to lie? What are you hiding? What are you trying to protect that's so precious? And then also the problem is that when you try to hush the media and silence the media and, and, and the no fly zone, it's like you're, you're trying to make it where if it was not for the cameras there, I think the situation would be a lot worse because then you could just put people's asses and nobody I, had a video on it. I don't even know how much worse it's supposed to get, honestly. Yeah, it could be. 
I don't know how much worse it's supposed to get. Like, other than just full out killing people. Right. I I don't know how much worse it's supposed to get. Like, this is the worst I've seen, you know, just, uh, you know, I wasn't alive at the time that, uh, people marched on Selma and shit, but, you know, a lot of this shit is just, you know, it's terrible. Um, people just don't even care. The, the blatant disregard for the law and for the media being there is, is obvious. Yeah, it's like we we don't even give a fuck so much that if you hear in media, we'll fuck you and rest your ass too. We don't give a fuck. You don't belong here. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the the new stuff that happened. Um. Uh. People, I remember yesterday everybody was saying, "Well, now the president has to speak up again," which makes his third like official time speaking on this. I think he's dropped two statements or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he delivered a statement uh, today about Iraq and Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, I would play it, but it looks like it's 30 minutes long, and I don't want to play 30 minutes of stuff. Um, but he did speak about it again. Um, okay, they don't have it just chopped up where he speaks about the Ferguson stuff? Not not that I've seen. Okay. Um, if, I, if I had that can, you know, I would just... Oh, I didn't know. That. My bad. Um but um yeah i mean i i I guess it was like an hour and a half long speech maybe 30 minutes is on ferguson so even then that's too long yes um but he did you know talk about it um you know uh people you know at at this point it's, it's the same shit you know like it doesn't really matter what he says people Mm -hmm. are gonna frame it one way or another they're gonna uh, be upset with it or not be upset with it or, or say he didn't go far enough or yeah. say he went too far yeah and um you know i actually uh don't blame people for wanting to hear the president talk about it i mean that's understandable yeah what what are you supposed to say you know what i mean like he's the president and he's been the comforter in chief for a lot of this stuff that people have gone through in the last few years um I think it's totally reasonable to expect and want him to say stuff. He always does. Uh, I just don't know that there's anything he can do. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think the things that people want him to do are at such a level that um, either he got to get impeached behind this shit or, you know, the impeachment process will start um, and kind of prove. Like, I can't tell if people, black people or people on the left, think that he's the dictator that uh, that the right turns him out and paints him to be. I've never thought he was, Mm-mm. but it seems like sometimes they want him to be. Mm-hmm. And it would take like a military takeover of Ferguson to like on some like, you know, going in there and pointing guns back at the police type shit, you know, to right. to like make this shit stand down at this point. Um, so I like it's it, and I honestly, man, like looking at everything that you know occurred over the night, looking at everything that that all the new information has come to light. The only thing that's going to quell that um, town for even the time being, not forever, but just for the time being, they have to arrest Darren Wilson and put him in custody. <laughs> that's what a lot of anger is about. That that's it. They like he is free. They was like fuck this. There's no other. There's no speech you can give. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, you know. There's no rhetoric. There's no political stance he can take. Mm-hmm. There's no. 
bringing in the National Guard, the Highway Patrol, the local police, it doesn't matter who it is. Because mm-hmm. um, you can't replace a whole de- police department in like a week. Um, you know, it actually takes training and time and all this shit. Mm-hmm. You just don't have the time. Um, yeah, arresting that dude is the only thing that's going to happen. And the way that the Ferguson PD have treated this from day one mm-hmm. has been like a cover-up for that guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what Darren Wilson knows. I don't know what why he's considered so much more valuable. I don't know why the police never even attempted to um, approach this as a incident uh, where it might not have been a justified shooting. I have no idea. And maybe those answers are the ones they don't want us to look for. Right. But, you know, when you have an autopsy come come forward, um, and they did have the autopsy come forward, the independent one, uh, then the federal government gonna do their autopsy too. Yeah. Like so, and so the that'll be the third one that hasn't been done yet. Right, and it's like, okay, where are yours? Like the people that initially got the body, it's like, where is your autopsy? Like, what is so private and so secretive about this autopsy that you're just unwilling to tell us? I don't even know what they do during an autopsy. All I know is that. You know, they're, they're um, finding things on the body and getting evidence and things like that. And it's one of those things where things have been touched so many times. And who knows how much things were tainted prior to them even getting the body. Yeah, someone said a uh, four-minute link of the speech. Let me see if I can play this. Now, second, uh, I want to address something that's <coughs> been in the news over the last couple of days, and that's the situation in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, I know that many... Americans have been deeply disturbed by the images we've seen in the heartland of our country as police have clashed with people protesting. Uh, Today, I'd like us all to take a step back and think about how we're going to be moving forward. Uh, This morning, I received a thorough update on the situation from Attorney General Eric Holder, who's been following it uh, and been in communication with his team. Uh, I've already tasked the Department of Justice and the FBI to independently investigate the death of Michael Brown, uh, along with Uh, local officials on the ground. The Department of Justice is also consulting with local authorities about ways that they can maintain public safety without restricting the right of peaceful protest and uh, while avoiding unnecessary escalation. I made clear to the Attorney General that we should do what is necessary to help determine exactly what happened and to see that justice is done. I also just spoke with Governor Jay Nixon of Missouri. I expressed my concern over the violent turn uh, that events have taken on the ground and underscored that now is the time for all of us to reflect on what's happened and to find a way to come together going forward. Uh, He is going to be traveling to Ferguson. Uh, uh, He is a uh, good man and uh, a fine governor, and uh, I'm confident that working together uh, he's going to be able to communicate uh, his desire to make sure that justice is done and his desire to make sure that public safety is Uh, maintained in an appropriate way. Of course, it's important to remember how this started. Uh, We lost a young man, Michael Brown, in uh, heartbreaking and tragic circumstances. He was 18 years old. Uh, His family will never hold uh, Michael in their arms again. And when something like this happens, uh, the local authorities, including the police, have a responsibility to be open and transparent about how they are investigating that death and how they are protecting the people in their communities. There is never an excuse for violence against police or for
for those who would use this tragedy as a cover for vandalism or looting. There's also no excuse for police to use excessive force against peaceful protests or to throw protesters in jail for lawfully exercising their First Amendment rights. And here in the United States of America, police should not be bullying or arresting journalists who are just trying to do their jobs and report to the American people on what they see on the ground. Uh, put simply, we all need to hold ourselves to a high standard, uh, particularly those of us in positions of authority. Uh, I know that emotions are raw right now in Ferguson, uh, and there are certainly passionate differences about what has happened. Uh, there are going to be different accounts of how this tragedy occurred. There are going to be differences in terms of what needs to happen going forward. Uh, that's part of our democracy. But let's remember that we're all part of one American family. Uh, we are united in common I values. Think, I think this is the first speech. Belief. I don't think this is the newest uh, one. I don't think it is either. Somebody well, in chat. Yeah, I think I heard this one before. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, the thing is, though, I don't think that there's anything he can say that's going to fix it. Uh, I don't think there's anything he can do short of something that probably would be impeachable at some point. Right. Uh, or at least in this polarized climate, it will get him impeached or try to get him impeached. Mm -hmm. um, if people feel that it's that important, then maybe, you know, that's what he just has to do. Uh, I think some people just don't, you know, at this point they don't care. And, right. you know, I think the stunning lack of political knowledge in uh, a lot of the online community and the black community. Mm -hmm. um, it's just come to the forefront when you talk to people about this stuff because right. they just think the president is the, the Superman and mm -hmm. that's it. They don't know. They couldn't name another political office. Mm -hmm. They couldn't name their um, local <clears throat> officials. Yeah, they they don't they don't understand how the checkmates uh, uh the balances of power they, mm -hmm. you know like the only thing they know is Obama uh, right. and part of that is the problem like part of that is the reason that he's had such an uphill fight his entire time in in uh in office is because um he's never really had the support of Congress uh, mm -hmm. he's never really had the support of uh you know the states and stuff like that because uh people don't vote in those off cycle elections nope people people vote for well you know they have massive turnout uh to support to push the one button for the president and that's it you know the local people they don't give a fuck about and these are the people that matter the most and yeah. have a more direct effect on you and an immediate effect on you yeah with gerrymandering and so much stuff that's like set up and there's no term limits. Like people are entrenched. That can be, uh, de that that can just impede his uh, will at every turn. Anyway, mm -hmm. he's definitely the most challenged president I've seen um, in my lifetime. Yep. You know, just every single thing he decides is treated as if it's the biggest worst thing in the world. Yep. Um, even if it, even if it's other people's <clears throat> ideas that they brought up in the past that go, well, fuck it now, we don't want to do it no more because you said it was a good idea. Yeah, so it's been really weird to watch this shit unfold because I think, you know, I've had to, like, um, for lack of a better term, like, you, you know how when you're talking to somebody and they're obviously, like, so emotional that they're borderline crazy? Mm -hmm. I've had to do that with people where I'm just like, okay, all right, I'm just backing away from this conversation. Like, like we're all upset here, 
I don't want to turn you into the enemy and I don't want you thinking I'm the enemy. Right. But like you're far more emotional about this than I am. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not saying that as if I'm better than you Mm -hmm. because I'm sure there's some other shit that I'm more emotional about than you are. Right. But I'm just not at this hyper sensitive level. Like, um, you know, I haven't been disaster baiting. I haven't been watching my TV Mm -hmm. news 24 seven. Nope. Uh, today I fell asleep with the shit on because I like, honestly, I'm not that into this story to the point where I need to be obsessed with every little detail of it. Mm-mm. Um, I have been keeping up with the news of it. I feel like that's what we do on the show. You know, we're not going to run from the story. I don't want to be right. like, I'm scared to talk about it. We're never scared mm-hmm. to talk about anything. Right. But at the same time, it's not, uh, I think it, I think the disasterbation is like mentally harmful and people need to like yes. check them, check on themselves because I don't think everybody is, is well, you know, being involved in this 24 seven, um, you know, I think people have like picked their sides and, mm-hmm. uh, people are very like, they don't give a fuck what happened. They've decided what has happened and what will happen next. Right. And to me, it's, it's so predictable. It's like, we've been through this so many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the internet and Twitter and social media has kind of turned everybody into Quicksilver from, the X-Men, where his power is to move super, super, super fast all the time. Okay. So then when things take a normal pace, like, because life doesn't move super fast. No, it does not. So people have a conversation with him, and he's bored. You know? Like, he's already, you know, he could he could have left and done what you wanted him to do, but to him, you're talking in slow motion, your normal speed, you know? Ah. And I feel like that's kind of where people are now, where they're just mm-hmm. like, why doesn't the president just come off vacation, flying to Ferguson, get in the streets, roll up his sleeves, stand in front of the police and say, y'all will not tear gas these people anymore. And it's like that, that so much shit will have to happen before that happens. Right. Like it's, he's not sitting on Twitter 24 seven. He's this is not the only thing he's working on. Right. This is Like if anything, this shit is rising up his list to distraction level where he's like, I have to now talk about I have it. to fucking say something. Like, right. At every point he was trying, like, I feel like at every point it was a reasonable assumption to make that peace would prevail. But the Ferguson Police Department is so obstinate, they kept sabotaging it. Right. There's been times when, when they brought in the highway patrol. There was a period of time where it was like, maybe things will be all right. And it was so peaceful. Like, it was times where it literally peaceful. Nothing was happening. <clears throat> officers was down there. Hey, officer, how you doing? They was communicating. Like, it was peaceful. Then, as soon as nightfall came, it was like, fuck it, we out with the tanks again. And you're like, fuck, what are y'all doing? Yeah, and next thing you know, motherfuckers are sitting up there going, um, yeah, uh, here's the video of him, uh, uh, right. possibly robbing this place. Now you got people upset again. Right. Which, you know, which hey, the, hey, okay, all right, everybody calm back down. All right, cool. Uh, curfew, get your ass out the street tonight. But what? Like, like everything is just escalated, escalated, where the Ferguson PD could just, like at this point, I just don't trust them or believe them. I need, right. I only trust and believe the journalist on the ground, really, mm-hmm. more than that, which is crazy because I'm only hearing that shit through Twitter. Right. You know, but when someone on Twitter says, hey, man, um, so like when the police said we got fired at and people threw mouth, I say, I don't believe you. I didn't see it. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe you. I don't. I saw you show, throwing tear gas. I didn't see any, any Molotov cocktails. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden it was 
you know, a journalist or somebody would be like, I heard a shot fired from around my area, but the person ran off. I'm like, okay, maybe shots were fired. Now I believe it, but I didn't believe it when it was just the police saying it because I don't trust them anymore. Nope, and they were saying that the uh, FBI, when they was working with them, had told them there were certain things they did not want them. You know, They told to, them not to release the tape. Right, and that's, it's like, why would you even do this <coughs> when that's not what people are upset about people so are you upset can, about him dying because they're trying to taint the kid's legacy to make it seem like he deserved that bullet because here in america if you smoke cigarettes and you're black you deserve to get killed if you're jaywalking you're black you deserve to get killed if you're shoplifting you're black you deserve to get killed Everything is you deserve to get killed if you're a black person, and they they know they don't need much. We've seen so much of this shit play out on media, on social media, in the comment section, on the in the media period. Uh, when CNN is bringing on someone to argue with Trayvon Martin's parents about the worth of their son's life, this is how desensitized we are. This is how how much empathy we lack. We've got to a point where there has to be two sides, and I'm watching the two sides play out every fucking day on the TV, mm-hmm. and you just go, yeah, i got to check out of this because oh, yeah. it's just not healthy. It's Mm-mm. just not healthy, man. No, mentally, mentally is, is not. Not only is it, you know, it's okay to be informed and it's okay, to, you know, to be on top of things, which I am, but there comes a time where, where you mentally have to check out and your heart has to check out because you would get to the place where you would get sad, literally, and you would get depressed. Because over the past few weeks, I can't talk about, I can't speak for nobody else, but it's just been this heaviness where, you know, ever since a lot of this stuff happened, you start thinking about your family members. You start thinking about it could have been me. You start looking at your kids. You start looking at your family members, kissing them and hugging them and saying, Lord, I hope this don't be you one day. I hope, you know, I don't have to deal with, uh, all this foolishness because somebody does not value your life and it will begin to mentally physically and spiritually weigh you down so you've got to have a balance and a lot of times when you don't have a balance that's how you get to these people that get to this emotional cliff where they're about to jump off of it because they're constantly engulfed in it and and i, I can't beat to that point i want i want to know what's going on i want to hear what's going on but you have got to take a break from it yeah um but there's a lot of stuff to be had around it you know there's a lot of craziness to be had around it but yeah yeah people are just kind of off in the deep end with it right and i think you know so many people are upset at this point that you know you almost can't help but to see it you know it's not like you're not gonna you know oh i'm I won't see it uh, if I don't mm-hmm. go on Twitter long enough. Like, no, nope. you're going to see it. And if it's not on Twitter, it's on Facebook. If it's not on Facebook, it's on. It's, if you want any type of social media, you're going to see it. And even if you're not on social media, you're going to hear, oh, it's going to be the top story on every news station. It's going to be, you know, the, the top story on your radio if you listen to the local radio. Like, so no matter where you go, unless you just completely unplug yourself from the world, which is impossible nowadays, mm-hmm. you will hear about it. Yeah, and they see. I mean, and a lot of these people seem to um, revel in it too. You know, like I've, me personally, you know, I can't stay serious long enough to be uh, too upset. Me either. Like I, as always, I end up at some point being like, "Well, I got these jokes," and right. you know, uh, once I once I'm on joke time, this that's what it is now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, like yesterday, uh, they had this dude Martin. Uh, Baker, and uh, apparently there was 145 people at the rally to support 
the the officer Darren Wilson, who think about that. There are people to support the officer for shooting the unarmed black kid. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at in America now. Right. That's why they're marching on protesters. Because God be God be two sides to everything. And um yeah, he uh is apparently the only black person that was there. Mm-hmm. The one black person who was at the support the officer who shot the unarmed black kid rally. Yep. And they had jokes. He said, I want to be that guy, you know? Um, and, and watch his face. Cause he going to, some, somebody going to pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, you know, he, he pretty much said everything, but, um, but we were referring to uh, him and the police, um, pretty much. Um, I put his picture in the chat. I was, uh, I just made a bunch of jokes. I was just captioning the picture like, more mayo for me, please, and shit like that. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I like, uh, pumpkin pie every day. Who are these people that eat, uh, sweet potato pie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'll sit that in. Yeah, I was like, who put gravy on their rice? I like my rice white and with butter the way it is supposed to be eating people. <laughs> Yeah, that was another picture of him on the phone. <laughs> uh, we had jokes. They, uh, Twitter was Roger started and Twitter rolled. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was fun, man, because uh, I'm just in it for the jokes, man. I, I can't be I can't be serious but so long because right. you lose your fucking mind. <laughs> you you were going insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, that dude was funny. Um of course, Bossip, the greatest site on uh, the internet, called him uh, on Twitter. They put an article saying, "Hi, Uncle Tom." Oh, Cornball Brother of the Year, Martin Baker supports Ferguson cop Darren Wilson at all white rally. Coon too. Oh Lord, their titles. Like I don't even know. Like how the hell they get that? <laughs> Bossip is amazing. Yes, they, yes they are. Oh Lord, how did he get that title from? Yeah. So, uh, what happened to cool number one? I don't know, man. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that was funny, man. Um, uh, apparently he, uh, had a picnic, um, where he spoke. If you want to hear what he sounds like. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to address the St. Louis City Republicans. I'm honored to do that because the St. Louis City Republicans, this is my home Republicans. And I'm honored to be a part of this group. Now let's take a minute to talk about my home here. My home, the first congressional district, saw over the last 10 years, 10% of its population diminished. My home, our district, saw 82,500 jobs disappear from our area. My home, our district, under the FBI crime files, became the third most dangerous city in the, in the nation. 
Those are very damaging statistics. But those are real statistics. Those aren't just numbers somebody pulled out. That is the state of our district. Now let's talk about why our district happened that way. Oh, what? Let's tell me why. We're not going to lay blame to any one party. We're not going to blame the Democrats. We're not going to blame the Republicans. What we're going to blame is the fear that the people have of the district. We're going to blame the loss of hope for what has happened. What we're going to have now is we're going to renew that hope. We're going to renew that faith. And we're going to do that by bringing 62 years. Wrap that around your head, ladies and gentlemen. 62 years of single party rule. 62 years of what? I couldn't even understand what he said. Somebody rule. 62 years of... Wrap that around your head, ladies and gentlemen. 62 years of oh, single party rule. Single party rule. Oh, okay. That's what they're going to bring. <clears throat> I have people on my team that every year of their life have only known a congressman in this district from one party. That cycle must cease. We will cease it by returning the people back to our district. Uh-oh. And we're going to do that through my campaign through four life-changing principles. The first is respect for the Constitution of the United States. And less you're a African-American that gets gunned down by a cop, then fuck your rights. They don't count. I'm on the cop side. Our second principle that we're going to restore it with is respect for life. Unless you're a black man who is gunned down by a police officer and you happen to be unarmed and lose your life, there should be no investigation. We immediately support the police that took your life. Respect. I am honored to say that I am the only candidate in this race that has been endorsed by Missouri Right to Life. I am proud. Oh, so you're talking about right to life as in uh, abortion mm-hmm. and, and pro-choice mm-hmm. uh, people. But, um, yeah, that's the thing about that abortion pro-choice shit. As soon as you're out of the womb, fuck you. Right. Right. That's how it goes. Once you're born, we don't give a fuck about you. You better not not have came out of Blackwell. Right. We don't want to assist you. We don't want to give you no help. We don't care about the situation. We don't care if you were born into poverty. We don't give a fuck. We don't care if you were raped. We don't care how this child was conceived. Yeah. And if you get killed by a police officer, too bad. I should say that I have spent mornings, afternoons, and evenings standing outside of the gates of the last vestige of abortion clinics in our area. And I stay there and I pray for the day that those doors will be shut down forever. The third thing is going to be limited government. Our government does what the police are doing to the people that live in Ferguson look like limited government to you? No! That Like, that's, like, that has been the astounding part of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean this from Democrats everywhere. Like, <laughs> Rand Paul is the only person 
that I've actually seen take a stand up and be like, yeah, it's racial and it's an overstep of government. Fox News don't talk about it. No. Uh, Tea Party people, nowhere. Open carry people, nowhere. Right. Democrats who are trying to distance themselves from Obama, still scared to carry this water. Like, mm-hmm. what's so funny is the people that shit on Obama, it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, because right. he's the only person willing to even stomach this shit. Do, what, do we know Hillary Clinton's stance on this? Mm-mm. But we expect her to run for president. We don't, right. we don't know who the next Democratic presidential nominee is. Nope. But let's say you pick three or four people. What are their stances on what's going down in Ferguson, Missouri? Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't heard shit from them? Isn't that something? Right. You know, and people wonder why I do get defensive of Obama. This is why. Because the rest of these motherfuckers wouldn't care at all. You know, we only expect him to care because he's black. Some people will try to add on, well, it's because he's president. I'm not above being like, it's because he's black. For, for, I, a, I, for most people, yeah. most people, that is it. For I, most people. It, I'm I'm okay with y'all being better than me if right. if, if if you see it bigger than that. Right. I expect them to talk about black shit because he's black. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm not that sophisticated. Mm-mm. So uh, and he and he always does. He might not talk about it to the level that other people want him to, or the level that people will be satisfied with, or say the thing that you get to say on Twitter with no repercussions or right. whatever. But what I do appreciate is that he does talk about it. Because I feel like if this is another president, the most we get is that's a shame. But we wouldn't expect them to send no fucking tanks in. We wouldn't mm-hmm. expect them to send Eric Holder in. You wouldn't get no speech we about it. We wouldn't expect them to release three statements on it. Uh, we like he. We would expect if he got asked a question to talk about it for a couple minutes, if that, and walk the fuck away like nothing happened. Yep, and never bring it up again. Yeah. So so yeah, man. Um, the, the half of the people that. Um, you know, want to run this country are lining up firmly on the side of the police officer because that is part of where we're at right now. So polarized, half the people are like, yo, I'm about to join into whatever the police did is right. I was I was against the black kid in Trayvon. I was against the black kid, Renisha McBride. I'm against the black kid mm-hmm. with, uh, with <laughs> so many. <laughs> too many to name at this point. So uh, I'm going to be against the black kid this time. So you already got half of the fucking population you can't even depend on in this situation. And then you have a bunch of fucking coward-ass Democrats that won't even talk about the shit. Mm-mm. And who ends up catching all the flack anyway? The president. Because he's the only one that showed up again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like people get mad at their, at, at their, at their mom, their black mother, for being there for all their birthdays, forgetting the fact that their dad never showed up. Say that again, and don't hold him accountable for a goddamn thing. Yeah, so it, it's like, like I said, I'm just forgiving the people because it's so it's such an emotional concept, you know, dealing with race, dealing with, um, you know, uh, police brutality, something that so many. Black police harassment. So many black people have stories about. We've all mm-hmm. shared in it. So I do get it, and I'm not trying to like come down on my fellow black people mm-hmm. and and fellow people that want to have a standard for the president. You know, uh, I'm not against y'all, and I actually understand why. You know, like he is black. He has talked about these things in the past. I expect him to always talk about it, and I expect him to always try to do something about it. Mm-hmm thing is i don't know what he's gonna do so i'm a little 
less uh, emotional than other people because I think a lot of people are at this point where they're just like, do something, fix it, fix it, fix it. And you're like, I don't know what he's supposed to do. And really, you don't and know. You don't know what he's supposed to no. do. No. We just know he, we want him to do something. something. I'm a little more calm because I think he'll find a way. Right. And I don't have anything to base that on other than he's always found a way in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, some problems you can't fix. Like this kind of level of corruption locally, the most you could do is get everybody back in their houses, get the police out of the streets. And that's it because something else going to happen mm-hmm. at the end of the day. The next day when the president's not there, you know, because someone said, well, the president's like a dad. He needs to come down and talk to him. That's the like we view him as the dad, the king, the the and dictator. The, this, like it's just like he's trying to be all that shit. But there's but it's bigger than that. Right. And at the same time, the problem is so small. It It's almost like, what do you do when a police state is enacted by the police like when the police just decide we're going rogue we're doing the fuck we want Mm -hmm. you know like like and this and this has been building for years maybe that's why i'm not years maybe that's why i'm not a hundred percent shocked by it because this is built when when people start saying he was going to take your guns and guns, they sold out of guns and bullets. Right. They sold out of guns and bullets can, in America. Can you believe that? You know, when people bought millions of guns. People are trying so openly to be defiant that they're doing open carry, you know, trying to go to like presidential rallies with an AK 47 on their back and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the assault weapons ban was allowed to just, to just expire. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, you know, with the comment section, um, social media. Yeah, um, this president has got the most threats of the ever. most death threats ever. Mm-hmm. Ever of any president in office. Fo- Fox News is pretty much uh, an insane person's TV station, and guess what? It's the most watched news station of all the news stations. Right, because there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out there. So, to me, this idea of like you know, uh, a revolution, quote unquote, against uh, the black president, President Obama, it's been building. The fact that he was elected twice has agitated some folks that were kind of silent. There was no, you realize there was no third party in America of any legitimate concern Mm -mm. until the president got elected and the Tea Party was like, we're a thing now. Right. We're going to run shit, and we're the most extreme of the parties. And not only that, they broke out of the Republican Party, and I think the Republican Party didn't take them seriously until they started taking their goddamn seats and beating them in races. And they go, you're crazy. I'm now, crazier. Yeah, I'm not even trying to, like, talk about the legitimacy of it. Just the fact that it was sparked by the fact, hey, black dude gets elected, suddenly there's a third party. Right. And And it's good enough to stay. For eight years, mm-hmm. you know, like this, like these things are real at this point. So I guess for me, I'm not so surprised that uh, people are openly defying the president. I mean, yeah, that, I think what what what, 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 what we witnessed is the police openly defying the president. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he can give them a talking to. And I also don't think he can just send the military in there 
and fucking disband those motherfuckers because I don't think that's a realistic solution either. Nope. I don't know the right answer. Maybe Eric Holder can do something. I don't know. Eric Holder's like Luther the Anger translator and shit. Maybe uh-huh. maybe he can go in there and do something. I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, I just have faith that he'll figure something out. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm the one that's naive and stupid, but that's just the way I'm at with it right now. But uh, I just know it's not going to be a speech. You know, I, I slept through the speech today. I woke up and said, let me guess, it wasn't enough? Yeah, he a coon sellout. Uncle Tom, yeah, okay. All right. It's about par for the course, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what, uh, you know, that's pretty much what people have been saying anyway. Um, uh, CNN put out a, uh article that used one of my tweets. Oh, snap. Yep. As a famey, you know, I can't say I was too <laughs> surprised. Uh, good on CNN to recognize my brilliance. Um, Not a famous. But they basically made a hashtag, uh, made a, uh, um, Twitter thing from the hashtag I got to talk, mm-hmm. which I gotta say was started by at that black one, mm-hmm. uh, my man Romaine, uh, Walters, mm-hmm. guest of the podcast. So, uh, he was the one who started it and then they quoted like me and Elon and a couple other black dudes about, you know, uh, cops harassing us and stuff like that and this was uh like maybe a week ago i just thought that was neat um uh and i had no idea that happened me either um like i said the governor of missouri called in the uh national guard at ferguson uh, as executive order that's right guys the governor can do his job too mm-hmm. D- doesn't have to be the president surprise mm, surprise nope. there's more than one office right come on now there's more than one office guys uh that it actually works everything doesn't go straight to the president did you know that there's a thing such as a state national guard did you know mm-hmm. that the governor can enact a executive order mm-hmm. and direct uh the, the national guard down there so you know um <laughs> thank jay nixon for for doing something uh, they got on his ass too locally, which was cool. Um, that's the person that uh, remember that woman cussed him out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. J Cole went down to Ferguson. Mm. No tweets, no nothing, no uh, no fanfare. Just went down there to help people out. Okay. Um, why why'd you make that sound? Mm. So he was quiet and put him. Did he did he wrap him to sleep? See, that's why we can't have shit. That man left Fayetteville to go help people. He made a song, a tribute to Michael Brown. I'm glad he did. All right, well, I'm going to play the song. We ought to have peace.
free All we want to do is take the chains off All we want to do is break the chains off me All we want to do is make it free All we want to do is be free Can you tell me why? Every time I step outside, I see my niggas die Sleep care, you okay? Mm, I, yeah, I just woke up. You finished? <laughs> that was terrible. Not even for Mm-mm. not even for Mike Brown. Mm-mm. I was not. I'm sorry. I, I if you rock with it, I, I'm I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You no, know, if I felt the pain, you know, it, it's it's a very sad song, but mm-hmm. I was not feeling that at all. Mm-mm. All right, well. Uh, anyway, he went down there without much fanfare, uh, wasn't out there, you know, tweeting, talking about I'm be on a plane, I'm going, blah, blah, blah. Just, he just went down there and tried to help out where he could. I give him kudos for that. And, uh, you know, that was some cool ass shit, man. Um, mm-hmm. if, you know, people talk about using celebrity for something that that's a dope way to use it. Um, and it's funny too, because he, uh, like he did all that. Uh, Kiki Palmer went down there in some fucking stilettos. Yeah, she thought she was gonna accomplish. Looking like she was on the runway. And she thinks she the princess. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, they're not filming Cinderella at this moment. No, they're not, honey. And uh, yeah, man. Um, she went down there to do PR, mm-hmm. to clean up her mess. She was on on Twitter talking about being above it all, you know, from the Ebony Towers. Right. And uh, she had to go down there and clean up her mess, man. Um, they released the autopsy. Apparently he, uh, was shot from the front, uh, and then one shot to the very top of the head that killed him. Um, which as tall as he was, 
uh, probably had to happen while he was either on his knees giving himself up or laying on the ground already prone um, and then shot in the top of the head. Um, uh, they didn't find any gun residue, gunpowder residue, but they also didn't have his clothes. So sometimes that filters gunpowder residue out, so they couldn't tell. Um, there was marijuana in the system, so of course we need to try to act like, you know, crazy marijuana system, crazy. Make you, make you want to kill a police officer. You know how weed does. One of the side effects is killing police officers. I thought it was the munchies. I don't know. I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. Um, they, uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they did a, the autopsy report today and, uh, Michael Baden was a person who, uh, the medical examiner and uh he was an old ass man that didn't give a fuck and i liked him like they they tried to wrap it up and he answered like three more questions he was like shit man what y'all want to know right i ain't got no time yep and the last thing was that uh the president sent an eric holder down to missouri to uh talk about it um uh he's gonna meet with federal law enforcement authorities investigating the police shooting of an unarmed teenager um, the holder recently authorized a federal autopsy of the body of Michael Brown. Um, so yeah, still don't know where that police officer is. As far as I'm concerned, only thing that's going to end this is, um, the arrest or charges against Darren Wilson. That's the only thing that's going to end it for a lot of people. If not, it's just going to, I mean, you can tell that you're not going to break them by shooting shit at them, Mm-mm. you know? Uh, these people aren't scared off. The only thing that's going to happen is due process. And if the police trust in the law so much, why the fuck can't they just let their man have his day in court? That's true. You tell us to trust in the law, put our hands up, surrender, you know, be executed. Uh, we're putting our trust in y'all. Why can't you put our tr- your trust in the people and go, go to court? You know, um, I don't understand what the, what the difference is, you know. Um, so I I don't know, man. I just thought it was kind of weird, man. Um, I wish Ferguson was sitting on a ton of raw crude oil, because then we probably would have liberated the residents a week ago. Oh, wouldn't no wouldn't no black folks be there if they were sitting on top of oil? Yeah. Um, the worst part is uh, a lot of this shit is uh, proving Tony Dungy right. What? Well, you, uh, all this stuff wasn't happening before Michael Sam came to Missouri. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, uh, He's a distraction. The distraction has gotten out of control. It's getting people, killing people, and fighting in the streets. Because uh, they don't want to watch football anymore. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he gave another nuanced speech. He said, um, we must listen and not just shout. Um, he urged everyone to maintain peace and calm. Uh, he said, I've said this before in too many communities around the country, a go from this trust exists before the local residents and the law, between the local residents and the law enforcement. In too many communities, too many young men of color are left behind to see only as objects of fear. Uh, he pointed to significant progress made by his My Brother's Keeper initiative, which launched earlier this year to empower young men of color. But he urged everyone, we're going to have to hold tight to those values in the days ahead, and that's how we bring about justice. That's how we bring about peace. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I don't know what he could say. 15 new U.S. airstrikes in northern Iraq. 
Maybe he could do an airstrike on uh, Darren Wilson. Barons up. Just a drone. Just get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pentagon uh, did 15 U.S. airstrikes on northern Iraq. They're trying to fight uh, ISIS, mm-hmm. which sounds like a fucking, like a division of Cobra and shit. It does. <laughs> it does. We had a new division. ISIS, come on in, boys. Introduce yourself mm-hmm. to everybody. <laughs> Dr. Mindbender, tell me about ISIS Project. Yeah. <laughs> right, Project ISIS. Uh, he also uh, eliminated uh, serious chemical weapons. So, old dad doing a little work. A little busy with the whole Iraq and chemical weapons shit and Ferguson. But, you know, he ain't shit and he don't care. According to uh, Twitter. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about other news. Plenty of other shit happened. I would rather talk about, let's talk about some fun stuff. Okay. Uh, here's fun, some fun stuff. Meek Mill was ordered to stay in jail following a hearing. Oh shit. That's right. Everything's. Did he just get out? Uh, I think he just went back in. I don't know. Oh, went back in? Just getting out. I don't think, I must feel like he was out for a while. Okay. Yeah, he's been out for a while. But apparently everything's a no for him. Um, uh, Meek Mill has had a rough summer and things didn't get any better Monday. Philadelphia judge Janice E. Brinkley denied the rapper's request for an early parole following the three to six month sentence she handed him in July 11th for a probation violation. His defense argued that the rapper was improperly found in violation of his probation, which stems from a 2009 drug and gun conviction. The assistant DA argued that Meek was in violation because he posed on Instagram with a gun. Ha <laughs> ha! Wow. Well, that that turns your dreams into nightmares. Yeah, it does. Tested positive for drugs, and set up an out of town show show dates when the court asked him not to, and did not keep a direct line of communication with his parole officer. What else did he think was gonna happen? The defense he just ignored that shit. The defense in turn argued that the gun in question was a prop for a video. The drugs were prescribed by a doctor and that Beak wasn't adequately informed by the court on the limitations for out-of-town bookings. Mm, I don't buy none of that. Yeah, your ass needs to go back to jail. You was like, fuck it, I'm free. They was like, oh, yeah. After a 90-minute 90 hearing in a packed courtroom that included DJ Khalid and members of Meek's Dream Chasers, Maybach Music Group, and Atlantic Records team. Shit, he bought the whole crew. The judge shot down the appeal, which could have set the rapper free as early as today. Mm-mm. What the fuck did uh, DJ Khaled have to say? I don't know. I represent the hood. <laughs> I'm so hood. All I do is win. Except today. He didn't do it, your honor. Right. Uh, <laughs> DJ Kelly and this bitch. He walked, I know that judge was like, oh, hell no, you definitely is not getting back out. In addition to the, to the, in addition, the judge demanded that Mill, born Robert Williams, complete anger management and parenting classes. As well and as. And parenting classes. Yeah, he must not take care of his kids. As well as seek drug and alcohol treatment before he's let out. He was like, rules? Fuck a rule. What? They, what? They, they actually make sure you do the rules? If the I'm a boss MC doesn't complete the three programs, the Not judge, I'm a boss. It's never his song. 
The judge said he will have to do the entire six months of his sentence. His legal team will make the case to a higher court. The case is pending in front of Pennsylvania Supreme Court. We will file amended paperwork in the court tomorrow asking the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to do what this judge refuses to do, recognize that mistakes were made and correct them, said his attorney. Right. With him not obeying probation? No. No. That's one time. I hope it go up and they'll be like, you know what? Nope. Whatever they said goes. Only I got real cake um court cases to deal with, not this bullshit. Well, I guess he's been traumatized and apparently so. She's gonna have to lay up in prison. Hopefully he's, he's not in there young and getting it. <laughs> I hope not. So just gotta know, man, uh <laughs> And God you gotta trust, man. All right. Oh Lord. Do you have some of his music? Yeah, I got a bunch of his music. Oh, those are some of his most popular songs. Um, well, he got, uh, I'm a Boss. This is what they they was playing when he walked through the courtroom. Look, I be riding through my old hood, but I'm in my new whip. Same old attitude, but I'm on that new shit. They say they gon' ride me. Never do shit, cause they know that's the reason they gon' end up on the news clip. Oh, tomorrow on my wrist, bust down. We poppin' bottles like I scored a winning touchdown. Remember me damn broke, look at me up now. I run my city from South Philly back to uptown. Thank God all these bottles I pop. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to jail for. Hey, oh, man. yeah, you, uh, you know, good as shit. you know, he walked in there and the, the judge was like, order in the court, this is not a goddamn music video, order in the court. <laughs> And why is everybody yelling? All these models I pop, I just sold a hundred thousand for my album got dropped in money twenty three. I'm the shit now. Look at me, look at me. I'm a boss like my nigga Rose. Shorty asked me for a check, I told that bitch I know way. Cause I made it from the bottom, it was never no way. And I never had a job, you know I had to sell, yeah. Bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I call a shot. I'm with the murder team. Call a cop. the jars and jars of human penises were discovered in his apartment oh what what human penises from who uh brace yourself because the story is truly horrifying <clears throat> a 52 year old man nicknamed the penis collector oh shit wonder how he got that nickname you so know, his that's, one that's, wasn't enough that's what they used to call me back in high school he had to collect all the penises what is going on here he was uh, the ash catch him of, of penises. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, uh, ash scrotum. Uh, he has been arrested by police. What's his name? 
I was like, no, oh, not. no, that's not his oh, name. Okay. Man. I was like, ask <laughs> What the fuck is happening right now? Has been arrested by police in Slovaski Brod, a small city in Eastern Croatia on suspicion of possessing a collection of human body organs. The man was apprehended earlier this week when authorities entered his apartment. They found jars and jars of human penises soaking in formaldehyde. Oh, I wondered. Somebody, does he kill the people? Does he, does he like find dead people? Like, whoop, this is like a good penis for today. I mean, I don't understand. Do people be like, hey, hey, dog, I hear you collect penises. I got one for you. I don't, I don't. According to sources, the man whose name has not been released works as a registered nurse at the city hospital. He has no criminal record and has been described by some as a family man, though others say he is an alcoholic who often showed up to work drunk. Drunk off penis wine. Um, on, ah. on behalf of all employees of the hospital, I have to say that we are unpleasantly surprised by any event that threw a shadow over this, this hospital. A hospital spokesman said, our apologies to the families of the deceased. How many, how many men have been buried without their penises because Why? of this dude? You know? Um, and, is, and they didn't fall off like they do on the string, so obviously they had to be detached. It's unclear how exactly police learned of the collection. Also unclear is how the man got his hands on so many penises, right. though it is believed that they were cut off from the dead bodies of hospital patients. Oh. The man, who has since been released from custody, now awaits criminal charges for distributing the deceased, which has a maximum sentence of up to two years in jail. So you only get two years in jail at the most for... Oh. Man, I'd be hot. I'd be like, um... Um, it's, it's the, excuse me, um, my husband did have a penis, um, is there any reason, did anybody report these missing penises? They're like, fuck it, they dead, like, nobody reported that they spouse, a boyfriend, or their, you know, their son, a husband, just mm-hmm. missing, randomly missing the penis when they get ready to bury them? I'm just mad at, uh, you know, uh, Janet Jackme losing her nickname, the penis collector, now that. Yeah, he got he got her beat. No longer had that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, all those people buried without penises. Your dad, right. like, you gotta go b- dig them back up, like, to confirm that they really didn't have a penis. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so confused. And only two years in jail. That's it. Wow. Like, oh, wow. And you, and you know what, uh, men, you need to fight for your rights for your penises. Y'all need to demand that if your penis get cut off. That people deserve more time. I, I, I'm pro this. I, I, I stand behind y'all, you know, for the men that do want to fight for the right that, you know, you serve more time. Because I, I think it's injustice to cut a man's penis off and you only get two years. I just feel bad for Ash Scrotum and uh, his uh, Pokemon, Penis Chew. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to win the tournament now. Oh, they're, they're not. Uh, they're not going to win the porn tournament. Not this year. A while back, we covered a some people that were taking pictures of this man, this uh, Republican uh, state representative, uh, Henry Reyes. I think they were taking pictures of his wife, who's mentally incapacitated, mm-hmm. and trying to prove that he doesn't take care of her and that he abuses her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got they got arrested for doing so because they tried to put it in a political ad and everything. Right. Uh, well, now he's been arrested uh, and charged with abusing his wife. Uh, because she is mentally incapacitated, and he still has sex with her. Oh, uh, so he goes to that nursing home where she lives and has sex with her. She died earlier this month. 
um, uh, his son called to arrest a witch hunt. Uh, but according to Donna's nursing home, home roommate, Rayon's did go into his wife's room and pull the curtains closed. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to a nursing home. It's not like it's privacy, so you heard him grunting and shit. Yep. Uh, it was happened on May 23rd, which was a week after he acknowledged to a judge that his wife could no longer consent to sex. The roommate told cops she heard noises indicating Henry Rayon's was having sex with Donna Rayon's. After that, surveillance video caught him, the Rayon's disposing of undergarments into a laundry bag. Caught, caught him throwing away her underwear into a laundry bag when he left the room. Aww. Spousal rape has been illegal in Iowa for, get this, 25 years. That's progress, ladies. Only 25 years? That's mm-hmm. in progress. That's real progress right there. Yeah, well, you can still do it here in North Carolina. Yes, so. Yeah, you can. Um, I, I know. I've called the police several times. and <laughs> they won't Nothing's take, happened. They won't take my cases. Mm-mm. But Elizabeth Barnhill, executive director of Iowa Coalition Against Sexual Assault, told the register that convictions are rare. Reyes uh, already abandoned his run for re-election earlier this month. As of now, he's given up his seat. At least I think this is the same dude. I, this might be a different dude. I thought it sounds I like don't the think same that, I don't think that was Iowa. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. This might yeah. be a completely different dude. But, yeah, that's still fucked up. Yeah. Having sex with his wife who can't consent, uh, who's mentally incapacitated. I mean, what is that sex like? Just get a prostitute, man. Right. Jack off or something. That gotta be is she that gotta be some lifeless sex. Yeah. Well, maybe that's how he likes it. Apparently so. You know? It's like for all those years all you wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Finally some peace of quiet. Um so uh San Diego women uh were the latest victims and cats apparently being fed up with our shit. Oh, ha! Keep trying to tell people. No, fuck with cats. That cats are not here for your shit anymore. Mm-mm. Cats are looking like I'm gonna fuck y'all up. Gonna mess with me. Yeah, people like MP walk around like it's all good. Right. Thinking that these cats are adorable and respect you when really they just waiting for a second to, for you to drop your guard. Next thing you know, you're gonna be calling 911. Chula Vista police got into an angry standoff with an angry cat this morning after it trapped its owners inside the bedroom of their own home. As 10 News reporter Hannah Mullen shows us, a woman and her adult daughter had to call 911 for help. They say it's rare, but the women were legitimately scared. And after seeing that cat dart right across the street, it didn't seem to be scared of much of anything. Chula Vista police moved in on a hostage call, but this one had a twist. Female's calling on 911 advising that her cat is holding her and her adult daughter hostage in the bedroom and attacks them when they try to leave. Mom tells me her daughter went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and the family cat cornered her for hours. When the daughter would move, he'd swat, shredding up her nightgown. When she calls, she says, Karen, honey, we have an emergency over here. I brought my weapon just in case. Karen Yarger came from across the street. Can I borrow your weapon? Yeah, please. <laughs> their weapon was unusual, and their commands weren't exactly filled with authority. <laughs> Cuppy wasn't afraid to face <laughs> armed officers. They stood back and waited out the stare down. He's focal and claws and 
and just a ball of fury. Cuppy's been a family pet for 14 years, but he's unpredictable, especially when the neighborhood stray stalks their yard. But it had never escalated to a 911 call before. You guys never know what kind of call you're going to get, do you? No, I've been to something like this before, though. But it's rare. Chula Vista police say animal control usually takes the calls, but there's a big delay overnight. Officers were in the area, and without high-priority calls, they were free to help. Thank you again, gentlemen. As you yeah, said, you just never know, do you? No, I just don't know. When the scary part was over, mom and daughter loaded Cuppy up and headed off to the vet with a very difficult decision ahead of them. In Chula Vista, Hannah... They killed that cat. Fuck yeah, she's not going to frighten me in my own goddamn house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, man, cats, are, they are not fucking around with y'all. Yeah, they was like, I am tired of all this bullshit. Uh, according to CinemaBlade.com, World Star Hip Hop is to become a movie at some point. World Star Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. World Star. The site itself? Yep. Uh, Deadline reports the, the, that uh, apparently Paramount and Surge is making a low-budget world star hip-hop movie. Um, mm. Purchased a pitch from Ian Edelman to turn world star hip-hop into a movie. The idea is being kept under wraps, which normally means it doesn't exist, but it's to be based on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a hilarious proposition considering his most popular credit, HBO's ethnic low-budget entourage analog how to make it in america is also kind of hilarious compared compared matthew Broderick's sunday afternoon classic to world star hip-hop so um yeah world star hip-hop the movie now i won't be seeing that bull i just hope they turn the camera sideways so we can see the whole movie me too you know i just don't want to see the i could just imagine just a montage of people hollering world star i I won't be there for none of that can we please get it in in landscape do you do you do you get a virus or std for everybody that goes in there uh probably i don't know um there's a gop candidate in texas he's uh anti-gay um uh so his wife uh actually left him for another woman oh now problem solved i guess now for him i actually understand I see why he was anti-gay then. <laughs> ah! Normally I don't get it, but yeah, I'd be anti-gay too. If you was going to leave me for another woman, well, now I'm against gay marriage. You can't just leave me for her. <laughs> I'm, I'm pro, I'm pro us marriage. <laughs> I'm pro us marriage. This actually is threatening my marriage. This, this is threatening the sanctity of my <laughs> specific marriage. <laughs> your specific yeah. marriage. Not everybody, just, just, just yours. No matter how fine she is, no matter how much you like knew. I'm against this bullshit. This is a very substantiated, legitimate threat to my marriage. And no matter how big her titties are, how right. thick her thighs are, it, it's not going to matter in this instance, is it? Not for me. <laughs> not taking my wife or my dead body. Um, but, yeah, he said uh, he used to claim stuff like same-sex marriage leads to polygamy. And he stood strong with the Boy Scouts of America against admitting gay people. Oh, uh, and you know what? She may have asked him to do that with with that other woman. He was like, "Nope." She was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm out." Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. What do you mean? Asked him to do what with that? A three way, or you oh. know, you know, well, like try not... to bring her in, and he was oh, like, "Nope." Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Um, court records obtained by Texas LGBT blog Lone Star Q alleged that Corrine Sainz was deeply involved in a relationship with Ersermin Paredes, a fellow teacher at Becker Elementary School earlier in 2010. Just months after the divorce proceedings began, Jonathan Sainz signed up on the president as president of Texas Values, the state's biggest anti-gay group. The revelation Lone Star Q speculates could help explain saying seemingly abrupt transformation from socially conservative lobbyist to homophobic firebrand. He was like, oh, you leaving me? Well, I fucking hate the queers. And I won't be sure you never get married again. Yep, you won't get married in my state. <laughs> you sure won't. You got to lead a state. The divorce was finally legalized, I mean, finalized last year, and he's teamed up with Texas Attorney General and Republican gubernatorial candidate Greg Abbott to attempt to ban gay marriage in the state. So. Yeah, a lot of those people better give up because no matter how how much they ban this and ban that and put all these amendments and all that shit, as uh, we die off and the younger generation come, grow up, they're going to appeal that shit and be like, fuck it, every state going to be able to smoke marijuana and every state going to have gay marriage. Like, it's coming. It might not be in our lifetime, but it's, we're going to see that one day. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, that that's just a crazy story. It's like... I'm against gay people because it happened to me, okay? It happened to me. <laughs> yeah, she left me for another woman. Fuck that bitch. You will never get married in this state. Yep. Um, got another article to play here. You uh, about Ferguson because you've written a whole book. Please stop helping us. How liberals make it harder for blacks to succeed. What we've seen in Ferguson certainly shows the disengagement between a local police force and the community. You could say that. I mean, I don't want to litigate this in the press. If the officer used excessive force, I think he should be prosecuted. But at the same time, let's not pretend that our morgues and cemeteries are full of young black men because cops are shooting them. The reality is that it's because other black people are shooting them. And we need to talk about black criminality. Blacks are only 13% of the population, but they're 50% of homicide victims in this country, and 90% of those victims are killed by other black people. And we, we saw, need to talk about that. We We're just fucking with those white people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. The game is back. The game that I fucking hate with the core of my being. But I play it for you. I play it for you guys because you guys are that important to me. Your entertainment matters. That's right. It's called fucking with black people. We rate articles and clips. And how much we feel fucked with from zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, as you can already see, are off to a hot start. Uh, black on black crime as a distraction. Um, yeah, uh, Jason Riley, a Wall Street Journal, uh, said that uh, let's not pretend our morgue is full of black men because of cops. Because uh, you know, anytime you bring up police violating the rights of black people. Somebody got to bring up black on black crime. Yeah, fuck you, a hundred. Crime time. Black on black crime, dog. No one never brings up white on white crime. Yeah, white people no kill white ever... people at a, at a at a high rate too now. Yeah, but black on black crime, y'all can't talk about both. 
Hey, man, police shot my unarmed son. Yeah, but what about the black on black crime? Hey, man, I ordered fries with this burger and they gave me onion rings. What about black on black crime, though? <laughs> Dog, they cut off my cable and I paid the bill on time every month. Black on black crime. I got laid off from work. Black on black crime. My wife is cheating on me. Black on black crime. Black on black crime. Black on black crime. God damn. And your worst part is y'all don't even care about black on black crime. And I don't mean that for black people. We're the only ones who do care. Right. The people that keep bringing this shit up as a distraction, they are never at these rallies. They are never supporting these people. They don't give a fuck. The, you know, like, that was one of the things I really hate to see. And like I said, is in the wake of a tragedy and a lot of people are upset. But... These ain't shit motherfuckers that keep shitting on Al Sharpton. Come on now. God damn y'all stupid. Like, I get that y'all mad, but like, the National Action Network is bigger than Al fucking Sharpton. Yes, it is. All the, you telling me all those people don't do shit? You telling me Al Sharpton, you think Al Sharpton really enjoys being the scrutiny that comes with being the guy that the parents call every time because it's not like he's going there bogarting he's not going there pushing the parents off the podium and taking over Mm -mm. don't let that episode of boondocks get you fucked up right people need his advocacy and he goes there and he gets you lawyers for free Mm -hmm. he gets you pr for free he gets you that medical examiner to look at your son's autopsy and figure out what happened to him for free. Come on. These resources do not grow on trees. And the average person is not prepared for that type of tragedy in their life. And just ready to hit the ground fucking running. And a lot of people will be out here disorganized. Running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Al Sharpton showing the fuck up. And telling people like. Well this is what my organization does. And this is what we're going to do. And motherfuckers are so goddamn petty. They mad that he showed up. If he didn't show up, you'd be talking about where the fuck is Al Sharpton? Right. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? And yes, a hundred. Cause I don't even know how I got on that. A hundred. I'm fucked with. <laughs> yeah, you was fucked with. That's definitely a hundred. Damn. That's the worst black on black crime. Motherfuckers hating on Al Sharpton for helping. Right. The f- kind of sickness. Right. What are you doing? And the people that are talking, I want to say, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you giving? Are you donating? Are you down there rallying? What are you doing? He's, so he's supposed to hang up on the parents? Well, guys, I just feel like I'd be a distraction. Click. The fuck is wrong with y'all? God damn. Anyway, uh, from one to, I don't know, 12, Karen. Let's do five. 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 Thousands of girls are apparently still pledging to Alabama's racist sororities. Oh, my. It's sorority rush week in the University of Alabama and over 2,250 girls, the most to ever rush at Alabama or any school in the country, are currently marching from house to house, grit smiling their way through small talk and idiot skits, idiotic skits in hopes of becoming shy O's or KD's. White fraternities, I don't get it. You know what? And maybe it's just me because I'm used to black fraternities. A lot of their stuff be like alpha, 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 sci-fi, yeah. me, fi. You be like, these letters don't make no sense. This is just one year after the student paper revealed that these all-white organizations purposely block black women from membership well into the 21st century. Yeah, I knew a girl who went to UNC Chapel Hill who really wanted to be in a sorority and 
it was like a big deal for her to get in and she was a legacy but like she was the only black person that like got in or some shit and i was like wow what a crazy fucking thing to even want to be part of i mean i don't understand the sorority fraternity like mentality in the first place i'm just not that kind of person but like to even have this extra obstacle of race thrown in your face too like mm-hmm. and we might not take you because you're black like right and that's why a lot of the black sororities and fraternities got created because they were not accepted by the white ones yeah i mean i guess that's what you know but then they turn into not taking people in anyway so i mean i guess none of them are kind of what they started out being but right it's just they've changed of, over the years yeah yeah but it's just kind of weird because I, I that would have turned me off so much if it was like if i thought for a second you wouldn't let me in because I was black. I'd be like, well, I'm not going through this process at all. Right. Like, what kind of fucking shit is this? The Crimson White reported in 2013 at least four sororities blocked two black girls from pledging them as their alumni felt Alabama wasn't ready for desegregated Greek life. This is 2013, guys. Before 2013, only one black woman ever pledged a traditional white sorority last week. Marie Claire spoke to active sorority members, the alumni, about how bad discrimination really was. Here's one recent grad's explanation of the process. It's not that we, it's not that we've never had black girls come through Rush, says Melanie Gotts, 22, a 2014 Alabama graduate and member of Alpha Gamma Delta. I would see them in the first round and then they all disappeared. I just figured they didn't make the grades until this year. I didn't realize that they were being automatically dropped after the first round. I feel really naive now. (laughs) I didn't really think racism existed in such a blatant way anymore. For all the continued interest in these organizations, it is not clear that real systematic change has been made within them. After the Crimson Whites report came out last year, school administrators forced sororities to engage in continuous open bidding, which resulted in 21 minority women getting bids at the end of 2013. Despite that bit of progress, Rush Week photos of potential new members shared to Twitter and Instagram look pretty similar to what was posted last week, uh, last year, which is uh, a ton of white women. Of course. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect them not to pledge because they found out I was racist. Mm. It wasn't like they found out I was racist against white women. Right. (laughs) Oh, dear my. Imagine a world like that. Imagine. Mm -mm. (laughs) Impossible, I say. Impossible. Uh, What do you give this, Karen? Zero to 100. Oh, that's 100. I give it a 50. Not even surprised a little bit. Not even upset. Of course, that's what happened. All right. Let's get into the other game that we have here. We could do fuck with black people all day. I know, right? <clears throat> Feel like this is what this whole week has been. Uh, where's my music? Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. But um bum. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to play Guess the Race. And uh, the chat room is racist. <clears throat> our first story. Um, let's do this one. All right. Oh, Charlotte. Happened in our town. Oh, shit. What happened here? Oh, North Carolina. 
Hey, Charlotte Mecklenburg police say that a uh, mother knowingly allowed her son to douse himself in fingernail polish and then set himself on fire. Why? Oh, that's that bullshit they be talking about. They've been putting on Facebook. That's the dumbest shit ever. It's part of a Facebook challenge that encourages people to post a video of themselves on fire. CMPD Youth Crimes uh, Unit was alerted to the video featuring a 16-year-old in late July. Youth Crimes Detectives Social Services investi- and Social Services investigated the incident. They say the teen's mother, 41-year-old Jenny Lachelle Talley, was aware of the event and facilitated the recording. Others put out the fire. The teen suffered minor burns to his chest and neck. Tally was arrested without incident. She's charged with contributing to the delinquency of a juvenile. Facebook has revealed, removed many of these videos, and CMPD discourages everyone from copying the activity. Guess the race of uh, Janie, what, Jamie Lachelle Tally. Do people not, I think people are dumb. People do not realize that that shit is flammable, and they don't realize if you uh, put a flame to it, is going to ignite all over your body and spread like, and then I, and then I, I've never seen any of them before, but then people panic and run and shit. That stop, drop and roll don't mean a goddamn thing when you're on fire, I guess. Oh, it means everything when you're on fire, but, but people just but, don't remember it. No, they don't. Uh, Donkey Kong says Felix, world star reader, black reader. Can you read world star? No. If they weren't already black enough, the race Don Lemon wishes he was right? needs the help of my brothers keep her black black because it happened where you guys are. She thought her baby boy would be the next Terrio. World star black. The correct Aww. answer is black. <laughs> black Rob missed it. I guess if we don't believe it, five will burn your ass until you want five. Uh, I guess not, Karen. That was very astute words there. Um, glad to see you on top of it. I am, because I just think that's the dumbest shit ever, but apparently people don't believe they'll get burnt. Mm-hmm. Uh, a South Carolina man had four wives, and he got busted. <laughs> oh. Got busted for having four wives by one of his wives. Uh, oh. oh, so she found out about the other three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what did they do, like, Facebook friends? That was like, do you know how to be like, hey, you know, they have all these suggestions. You'd be like, um, I think that might be my husband on this one and Fa- this one. Facebook recommends far too many people in the same circles to do this. Right. Like, if you do something like this, you can't be on Facebook because it will suggest one of your bitches to your other bitches. Right. It's just going to happen. The fucking algorithm's too good. It finds yep. everybody you went to high school with. Right. Even find, if you don't put it in there, it finds yeah, it. It finds your bullies. It finds that girl that you you, you, you snuggled with one time or the girl that, that tried to holler at yes. you. It finds the dude that sexually harassed you at, at your old job. It finds the dude that... They all pop up in your suggestions. Yeah, all of them. All the people you hate. Right, and that's why I wish that Facebook had an icon of like, hey, don't suggest this person to me again. I just wish it said, don't suggest these people at all. Right. A South Carolina man with four wives was busted after one of the brides discovered Facebook photos of his wedding to another girl. Oh, shit, it was Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, he thought I was talking about Facebook. Oh, no, I, I was saying that as a joke. I thought she found us some other way, but it was Facebook. Yeah. Oh, she went on that. Saw his status change to it's complicated. Oh, 
say it's complicated. We ain't got no problems. Darnell Pixley, 49, posted photos of himself tying the knot and celebrating his honeymoon. Stunning wife number three, uh, who figured she'd be in the shots. Uh, Newburgh County Sheriff Lee Foster told the Post. Pixley, a retired National Guardsman from Newburgh, was arrested for bigamy Wednesday. He married the women in neighboring counties in 1988. <gasps> 2008, so he waited 20 years. Then he said, you know what? This is smart. I'm going to move on. 2011, that's three years later. And 2013, Foster said, Pixley was arrested on $2,500 bond. He couldn't be reached for comment. Guess the race of Darnell Pixley. In different counties. He's doing that old school. Papa was a rolling stone. Mm-hmm. I got hoes. Yes. They really in different area codes. Right. I got wives. I got <laughs> wives. In different area codes. Yes, you do. Wives. And children. And children. I want to say white, but Darnell says they've been tripping. <laughs> uh, Joe Spacely says black people meet and meet and meet and meet. Oh, Lord. Unemployers Africanus. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. As Justin would say, damn it, Darnell, black. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the black man actually marrying his side pieces, says the Negro Montella. Darnell equal black. Black men don't want to marry one woman. White, says Vave and Trippin. The oh correct Lord. answer is black. <laughs> and uh, some people missed it. <laughs> Damn it, Darnell. <laughs> And look at this picture of him, too, because, like, I know everybody's like, he must have been a real catch. Nope. Just an average-looking, regular fat dude. Yep. With all the hoes. They got him at the Save the Tatas. He was saving all the Tatas for him, all right? For himself. Saving them for me. Could you imagine that first wife? He waited 20-something years before he decided he wanted to get a new wife. Mm-hmm. And this picture was from Charlotte. I mean, what was his first wife that he was able to, like, have an entire wedding without her? Right, go through a ceremony, and they didn't say, I guarantee you, he had to, unless you just, like, fuck the children, there's children involved in this. Right. Now, I blame women for this, because this is what happens when y'all do all the wedding planning by yourselves. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't involve the man. Yeah, all he got to do is show up, so y'all, he don't even, y'all don't even know he got a whole nother family. <laughs> you ain't do your research. All he had to do was clear out an eight-hour block on his schedule to show up, get married, and go back to cheating. Uh, let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. So I just double the points, double the race. Bonus round against the race. Everybody seems to be all over the place right now, but let's see if we can get it going. Here we go. Um, all right, let's do this one. A Orange County couple is accused of locking their relatives inside a dirty mobile home. What? That's right, Karen. Not a clean mobile home like we all used to, but a dirty one. Low down and dirty and dirty. 
Apparently so. It was real dirty. Orange County husband and wife were arraigned Friday for allegedly keeping two young female relatives malnourished and locked inside an unsanitary mobile home without letting them go outside. Lester Lewis Huffmeyer and his wife Petra Huffmeyer, both 41 from Anaheim, pleaded not guilty to two felony counts of child abuse, two misdemeanor counts of false imprisonment, and a sentence sentencing enhancement for great bodily injury. Between May 21st, 2010 and May 20th, 2013, three years, the couple reportedly kept the mobile home located at Satellite Mobile Home Estates, unsanitary and uninhabitable for two girls, ages 5 and 10. So they didn't go to school? No. Oh! Conditions included kitchen appliances covered in mold and cobwebs. Stacks of trash and debris, mold and feces throughout the home, a pile of used condoms under a stuffed teddy bear, <gasps> and inoperable toilets. After a call from a neighbor in May 20th, 2013, an officer from the Anaheim Police Department went to the home to conduct a welfare check and found the victims with dirt crusted on their feet, matted hair, and damaged teeth beyond repair. Oh! And all jokes aside, who knows how much abuse these children have had? They might have been sexually abused. Anything. They look like the little kids from Mama, probably. Oh. Um. After a call, yeah. So they look small, very pale, malnourished, and not clean. Said District Attorney Lori Smith. The Huffmeyers, who allegedly are unemployed, are also accused of playing an online computer game, World of Warcraft, all day. The duo did not let the victims out of the home for any reason and are accused of keeping them from attending school. Neighbor Grace McKee said she called officials more than once to report something suspicious inside the trailer. Last time was 12 days ago. I wish I had forced the issue years ago, they sort of said. Uh, if you don't see much, we should. why should we come out? That sort of thing. I wish I would have really, really insisted. Man, I, wish, I mean, she's the only reason those girls are free, but I wonder right. if she, she wants to kill must be killing herself every day with that, you know, guilt. Yeah, like uh, these children suffer for so long because I didn't press the issue. Witness Michaela Smith said she briefly saw one of the girls. She had a really crazed look on her face. She had huge eyes. She looked sick. She stared at me for a moment, and the curtain closed, and somebody said, get away from the window, she said. Oh. CBS2 left a message with the Anaheim police, but they didn't get a response, so. Yeah, y'all need to go to jail for a very, very long time. Guess the race, everybody. White of world of white crafts, this kid I refer to. Oh my! And yet these mofo's had internet access, rotting cheese, white devils. We could be outraged about these locked up white princesses, but what about this black on black crime? White. Oh Lord! The Ferguson Police Department says black girl. Oh, I tell you what, they'll think twice next time they let a nappy headed. Picking in to claim them as their Valentine. White, the color of oppression. Oh, wow. White and Wonder Bread. The correct answer is white. <laughs> I don't think anyone missed that one. Congratulations, you racist sons of bitches. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I guess we'll do one more, guys. One more, and then we'll... Get out of here. All right. Um, here, here's one. Uh, cats are getting tired of our shit. Maybe it's time we fought back. 
here's somebody that fought back, guys. Uh, in Chester County, uh, the uh, this is a uh, what is it? White Whiteland Township, Pennsylvania. The Chester County SPCA is reaching out to the public for donations to help with the medical costs of a kitten allegedly given heroin. Oh, that's one way to chill a cat out. A word. Yeah, it's right. Me. No, that hypes a cat up. <laughs> the eight-month-old kitten was found Sunday. His neck was bonded by, bound by a rope. The animal was bleeding from the face. Several teeth had also been knocked out. It oh. appeared the kitten had been dragged or slammed into the ground. Police also found several bundles of heroin and hundreds of bags of heroin, a 46 hypodermic needles, Rope that matched the mat, that matched the rope used in the kitchen's kitten's neck, and a small box of cat feces in it. The suspect oh. the suspect was 24 year old James Myers. He was arrested, though officials uh, at the SBCA um, say there was a discussion uh, about euthanizing the kitten now named Hope. Due to his condition, the veterinarian decided to administer the Narcan. The same substance given to humans who overdose on heroin, the kitten's condition immediately improved. SVCA says Hope's medical bills will add up, and anyone who chose to donate to the SVCA's website, um, uh, oh, they should donate to it. The kitten will eventually be taken into foster care and then adopted out. Man, what a piece of shit. Right. Man, maybe. Right, that cat should have fucked him up. They must have like owed him some money for the drugs. Or well, something. Uh, anyway, guess the race of this dude. Neo Nazi practicing his lynching technique. Oh my. Lock him up before he shoots up a school. Drugged out white grumpy cat. The race was stated in the township name White. Hates cats, dog fucker. One who has fifty fake Twitter accounts full of racial epithets. Aww. White man. Well, the correct answer is white man, black cat, everybody. So you guys got that ah! right. Good job. Good job, everybody. Um, trying to put the uh, put this picture in there for you guys. Let me see. Let's see if it worked that time. There we go. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it looks like a dude that does heroin. So, can't say I'm shocked. Um, but, I mean, what a horrible crime to do to a poor defenseless animal. Right. Even, even Mike Vick knew not to get an animal's heroin. I mean, damn. You don't do that. I'm not going to say I'm pro-animal, but goddamn, you don't treat animals like that. Uh, so, ratchet this time, everybody. Uh, you guys know how it goes. A man with a samurai sword strapped to his back stole meat from Tesco Express in North Hampshire. North Hamptonshire. He steal the meat. Mm-hmm. So now you get a hankering for some meat, and you got this sword, and things just add up. He just came to slice the meat up for everybody, right? The man entered the Tesco Express shop in Cannon Street, Wellingboro. At around 2.40 p.m. Sunday, took a large quantity of meat before leaving and heading in the direction of the town center. The offender was a white man 
around five foot nine inches with a slim build with short brown hair, wearing a black hooded top with white stripes on the arms, dark blue jeans, and dark brown shoes. Damn, just release a picture of him. <laughs> Might as well get that detailed. He had what is believed to be a Sevron sword strapped to his back, although he never used it and never made any threats while in the shop. Police would like, I mean, well, if you walk around with a sword, that is a threat. Yeah, to me it is. You can have the beat, sir. Police, oh, the beat. Police would like to speak to anyone who witnessed the incident or who would have, have any information regarding it. So, yep, they go into the stores and just taking meat now because fuck it, we got these swords and why not? Why right, not? That's what we're doing today. Um, all right, man, that's it. That's it. Uh, this is the blackout tips. We'll be back tomorrow at a special time, 9 p.m. at night, uh, yeah. with Justin and we'll be wrapping up that blood, the latest episode, which I still haven't watched yet. So I'm, yeah. uh, I, I opted out last night. I yeah. couldn't take it, but I will watch it by tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, he's on that medication. We'll cover it. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow until then. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.